You are listening to the Mimi B Podcast, a lifestyle podcast that is designed to help you transform your life and become the best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, we talk about health, personal growth, career, and pretty much everything else it takes to become the best you there is. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard. I own the online magazine, Mimi B, and I create courses on how you can upgrade your life to the next level. Every single one of us has the ability to produce extraordinary results in our lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Hey guys, today I have Robin Sharma with me. Robin is one of the world's top leadership experts. He coaches billionaires, top athletes, singers, royalty, you name it. He is the best of the best. Robin is a best-selling author of many books, including The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, The Greatness Guide, The Leader Who Had No Title, The 5am Club, and many, many more. I reached out to Robin after reading his new book, The 5am Club. I needed to get him on the podcast after reading this book. It was a must. I am so grateful that you've given me your time today, Robin. Honestly, I just know that everybody listening right now will benefit from your work. I just know it. Thank you so much. <laughs> thanks. You're so gracious, Mimi. And uh, thanks for your time and congratulations on all the people that you're influencing. Thank you so much. Well, you too. Your book has seriously blown up over the past few months. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. Well, I don't know if you know the backstory, but the 5 a.m. club is based on a morning routine I've been teaching to my billionaire clients and you know senior executives of a lot of the Fortune 500 like Starbucks, Nike, IBM, etc. And I decided to to take this formula that has helped so many people optimize their creativity, productivity, performance, and prosperity, and put it in the form of a book so that anyone who really wants to lift their game, reaccess their primal genius, and live with a lot more soulfulness could just read this book and, and understand what I was teaching to these senior leaders. And it took me four years of hard labor me to write the 5 a.m. club. I wrote it in Rome and Mauritius and Russia and Canada and Switzerland um, because I wanted every model and every line right. But um, the response has been very humbling and it's really growing into a worldwide movement right now. Yeah, it really, really is. It's it's becoming a total movement. It's insane. And yeah, I love this book. It's, it's an incredible story because usually when I've read my personal growth books, which I absolutely adore and I'm addicted to them, it's more of just like a factual kind of like uh, point, point, point thing. Uh, a nonfiction book. And and your book is a fiction and it brings the reader kind of more on a journey and it explains all of these incredible principles in a story form, which I find really makes it easier to understand because, you know, our human brains like stories more than just hard facts because it's easier to remember. And I think it's just incredible what you what you've done with that. And to be honest with you, there have been two books in my life that have completely changed the game for me. One of them I read um when I was 18 years old, when I was about to leave university. And that was The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And that was the first personal growthy book I've ever read. And it totally changed the game for me. I read it at the right time in the right place. And ever since then, there hadn't really been a book until I read The 5am Club. And I'm being completely honest with you. Like I've, <laughs> I've preached this to everybody I know, but it is like insane. Like it is the best, one of the best personal growth books that I have ever read. It's, it's really insane. Like how, so did you always think this way or did you have to go through a lot of your own personal growth yourself to, to learn everything that you share? Well, you know, I've had a lot of hard times and the, the wisdom and the models and the insights and the tactics in the 5am club are really hard won. Um, you know, long story short, I used to be a lawyer. I was a very unhappy litigation lawyer. I was working at a big firm. I had done very well. The world said you're successful and you're going to be a judge. And yet I'd wake up every morning, Mimi, and I'd look in the mirror and I felt empty and depleted and discouraged and I was suffering. And so I went on my own journey, just like, you know, I know you've gone on your own journey. 
and I explored all sorts of different modalities and practices. And I talked to the super rich and I talked to the super healthy and I talked to the super soulful. And I, I developed this philosophy uh, that I then put into a book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And in that book, I, I really got hooked on the power of a morning routine because the way you start your morning is the way your day unfolds. And that first hour from five to six is mission critical. And in the 5am club, I walk readers through exactly what to do. But you're right. I also wrote the book in the form of a story because I'm I'm teaching neuroscience in the book and I'm teaching real facts that really work for people. But if people aren't entertained and if they're not amused, then I'm not going to touch their hearts as well as their heads. And really, I wanted the 5am club book not only to be a, a fascinating book and a valuable book. I wanted this book to be transformational. And I think we do love stories. If you look at human history, we were taught through stories. If you look at children, children grow and learn through stories. You look at a great film, we get inspired to change the world if it's a good story. So I said, let me make the 5am club in the form of this quirky, eccentric, magical story about this billionaire, Mr. Riley, who does planks in the Taj Mahal and headstands in Buenos Aires uh, so that people would be amused while they learned how to start their mornings at world class and and calibrate a world class life. Mm, absolutely. And it's so easy to implement as well when it's in story form, because the other two main characters, um, you know, the entrepreneur and the artist, they are both in different places in their lives where I feel like most people can relate to the qualities one or the other has. Yeah, that's absolutely right. What I was trying to do is I think we all have Mr. Riley in us. We all have the entrepreneur in us. I mean, for for your listeners around the world, I mean, there are four main characters in the 5am club. There's the spellbinder, this, this you know, masterful speaker who, who shares this philosophy. And then there's the artist who is, he has genius in him, just like every single person on the planet has this luminosity and this primal genius. I mean, this is science is confirming this, but he's frustrated. And he's, he's, he's medicating himself with too much alcohol and too much distraction, and he's suffering from procrastination. And then there's this woman entrepreneur who, who has this rocket ship company, but she's under attack from her investors. And then, of course, there's Mr. Riley, this billionaire who, who shares the 5 a.m. philosophy. And I think we all have parts of us, you know, in these characters. And I, you're right, Mimi, I wanted, I wanted people to read the pages and say, hmm, I'm suffering from that. Hmm, I'm dealing with that. Hmm, I have a longing for more happiness and success and prosperity. And that way, the the work would speak to people and, and, and keep people more open to trying the methods and the tactics that I'm sharing in the book. Mm. And to be honest, I don't think your book is just about waking up at 5am. I feel like it's about creating the life of your dreams and how to live up to your truest potential. I feel like it's about getting out of that autopilot that so many of us are in and actually stepping into our potential and our power, which as you said, I also believe everybody has deep down. So my question for you is, why do you think so many of us settle for being average and and we settle for not living this life that we could live? It's a seduction. It's a hypnosis. It's a brainwashing. What happens is when we are kids, we are, we're connected to our awe and wonder and who we truly are. And then what happens after we leave the perfection of childhood, our parents say, be practical. And our teachers say, color inside of the lines. And our friends say, don't laugh too loud. Don't dream too big. Be practical. And then the media sends us all of these messages, especially in this age of social media. Look like this, dress like this, live in a box. You know, we get these these messages that geniuses about genetics. And if you're fortunate enough to be born into this lucky lottery, then you win. If not, get a job, resign yourself to average, 
and play small with your life. And the sad thing is most people on the planet end up believing it. And that's why in the 5am club, there's this term, cyber zombies. There are so many people on the planet in subconscious pain over all of their potential that they're not living. And rather than diving into the pain and processing it and learning how to release it, which I teach in the 5am club, what we do is we become great masters of escape. And so we drink too much or we gossip too much or we're on the you know, on our phones too much. And all we're really doing is we're escaping the pain of potential unexpressed, if that makes sense to you. That makes complete sense. And I can 100% relate. I feel like when I'm feeling anxious about my life or feeling unsure or, or just stressed, I just reach for distraction. And social media is that easy outlet that we feel like it's okay to be distracted by it all the time because everyone else does it, where it's definitely not. And the moments that I've had the most clarity about my life and the moments that I have produced my best work, my best writing, my best you know content is when I turn my phone off and I actually sit with that uncomfortable feeling. That's, you know, that's very wise. And in, in the book, I say to heal to heal a wound, you need to feel a wound. And mm. yeah, that gets us into one of the models in the 5am club that is very disruptive. I mean, I'm sure Mimi, you've seen it all over Instagram and, I, and all over social, other social media platforms, but everyone's saying mindset is everything. Mindset is everything, you know, and here, here's my take on it. Mindset is not everything. I believe, and I've shared this model in the 5am club, there are actually four inner dimensions that you want to work on if you want to have fortunes in your outer life, creativity in your outer life, joy in your outer life, vitality in your outer life, and soulfulness in your outer life. Mindset is 25% because yes, you need a strong psychology. You need great beliefs because your behavior always reflects your beliefs, but that's only 25%. I believe you also need this other word I'm introducing, heart set. Your heart set is your emotionality, and it's what you're speaking about. You can have a great psychology, a strong mindset, but if you're suffering, if you're in pain, if you haven't healed the past, if you're angry, if you haven't forgiven those who need to be forgiven, you're not going to win. You're not going to build a great business. You're not going to be have awesome intimate relationships, but it's not just mindset and heart set. It's the third interior empire I go deep into in the 5am club, which is your health set, maximizing your energy, calibrating your vitality, understanding and biohacking your longevity. But it's not just mindset, heart set and health set. It's also this fourth interior empire soul set. Now your listeners might go, that sounds a little mystical. Is it relevant to me? And I would say absolutely yes. If you want to build a great business, you want to get into great health, you want to live a beautiful life, you want to have a huge impact on the world, in many ways, it starts with your soul set, which is building an intimate relationship with your higher wisdom and your greatest self. When you have that relationship, everything on the outside takes care of itself. Mm, 100%. I 100% agree with that. I've experienced it myself. Like, you know, if my mindset is really sharp, but I'm, I'm sick or something, or I have a cold, or if I am doing really well in my work, but I feel like I haven't meditated for a while and I, I'm just a bit kind of like, Ugh. there's always something. So those four things, I, I completely agree. And, and it's so true. So let's go, go into it. Like, what are some of your top things that you recommend to all these big billionaires and coaches and all these people or billionaires and, and performers and stuff that you coach? How, like, what are some of the top things that they can do to master all four of those interior empires? Great question. So the starting point is the primary principle that the doorway to success doesn't open outward. The doorway to success swings inward. What I mean by that is the world has sold us a bill of goods that I believe is a lie. The world says if you get the right shoes, if you get the right handbag, if you have the right body, if you live in the right house, if you have a beautiful looking partner, you're going to wake up successful and happy. And I've worked with 
many of the most successful people in the world, they have the jets, they have the beautiful families, they have the mansions, they have the yachts, and they are the most miserable pe- miserable people you have ever met, Mimi. There are a lot of people on the planet who have a lot of money and nothing else. And so the doorway to success really does swing inward with these four interior empires that I teach in the book. Now, the the second starting point is to join the 5 a.m. club because we live in the age of dramatic distraction. And at 5 a.m., there just is a magic in the air. You've experienced it. You, you've been talking about the 5 a.m. club. You know, there's a reason why the great saints, the great artists, the great billionaires, the great entrepreneurs, the great um, writers, many of them got up at 5 a.m. It's just the time of least distraction. Now you're up at 5 a.m. And in the book, I explain how to do it over 66 days. So it becomes easy. University College of London says if you do any new skill for 66 days, you reach a point called automaticity, where it actually becomes easier to get up at 5 a.m. than not to get up at 5 a.m. Once you're up at 5 a.m., what do you do? Well, that gets you into the 20-20-20 formula that I go into great detail in the book. High level, the first 20 minutes from 5 to 5.20. I don't know if you want to get into this detail. Is this helpful to your to your listeners, Mimi? Uh, totally get into this for sure. Okay. So from 5 to 5.20, the first part of the 20-20-20 formula, you want to move. And it's not just walking, it's sweaty exercise because science has confirmed when you sweat, you release BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is an absolute game changer. It optimizes your brain and accelerates your learning. By sweating from 5 to 5.20, whether it's spinning or running or boxing, what else you're doing is you're increasing your metabolic rate, you're releasing cortisol, the fear hormone, and you're releasing dopamine, which is the inspirational neurotransmitter. Now, you got up tired, it's now 5.20, you're on fire. Just by running the first 20-minute pocket of the 20-20-20 formula of the 5am club method. Second 20 minutes, 520 to 540, that's the reflection pocket. What do you do then? You write in a journal, you meditate, you pray. I get into all the different tactics, but some of them, meditation, prayer, visualization, affirmation, and one of my favorites, writing in a journal. You see, most people are not intentional. They're not thinking about their values. They're not thinking about the big picture. So through the day, they're reactive. Now it's the final pocket of the 2020-20 formula, 5.40 to 6 o'clock, grow. You listen to a podcast like yours, you watch a valuable YouTube video, you read a book, you listen to an audiobook. The great billionaires, the great artists, the great masters, the great heroes, the great women and men of the world all had one thing in common. They developed their mindsets, heart sets, health sets, and skill sets, which allowed them to win. So long story short, that's the victory hour of the 5 a.m. club and the 2020-20 formula uh, at a very high level. Mm, I love it so much. And the other thing, what I love about waking up at five, and so many people say, oh, you're so crazy. Like, why do you need to wake up at five? Like, Mimi, you're self-employed. You can just do this later on. And I'm like, no, I wake up at five because it gives me that competitive edge not even against other people, but against myself. So, and I've heard of a bunch of athletes and boxers waking up at 5 a.m. as well because it gives them that confidence that from the beginning of the day, from the moment that they wake up, they do something that the average person doesn't do. They're already, you know, working hard and they're already testing their discipline and their willpower muscle right when they wake up. So it just really sets your day up for incredible success. And I completely, I I think I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. I'm pretty committed to it. (laughs) Well, you know, there, there's a brain tattoo in the book that says to have the results only 5% of the population has, you've got to be willing to think and behave like 95% of the population are unwilling to think and behave. So in other words, if you look at the great ones, They were all called crazy. They were all considered misfits. They were all eccentrics to the majority. So when they say to you, Mimi, you're getting up at 5 a.m., are you crazy? That's because the majority are stuck 
Most people are not happy. Most people don't have a sparkle in their eye. Most people don't have prosperity. Most people are not on fire to change the world. Most people are not living their authentic genius. They're frustrated. And so you're absolutely right to, to, to divorce yourself from the majority and say, I'm going to get up at five. I'm going to run the 2020-20 formula. I'm going to do it for 66 days until it becomes easy. I mean, the, the secret to genius is not genetics. It's your habits. And the mother of all mm-hmm. habits is the mother of all habits is rising at 5 a.m. Michelle Obama, right now her book is doing really well. And she gets up at 5 a.m. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, gets up at 5 a.m. You know, Muhammad Ali, the great boxing champion, once said, you know, I, I never liked any of those 5 a.m. workouts, but I love the idea of being champion of the world. And so mm. people who say, well, I'm not a morning person, first of all, science confirms that's not true because we have this gift called neuroplasticity that allows us to wire in new habits, but it ta- it's a process. But I think the larger point is, Victims make excuses, heroes deliver results. And people can say to you, well, I can't get up at 5 a.m. Mimi, you're crazy. I'm too busy. You're self-employed. The reality is those are just excuses. And beneath every excuse lies a fear. And if you repeat your excuses long enough, you will actually brainwash yourself to believe they are true. And I'm on a mission. I mean, you're right. The 5M Club... You know, the the book is on fire around the world and the 5M Club has become a movement because a lot of people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. A lot of people are saying, you know, I'm, I'm tired of social media depression. I'm tired of a job I don't like. I'm tired of a relationship that dishonors me. And so I'm going to try this 5am club method and I'm going to do it for 66 days because my life is worth it. Because I think true heartbreak is getting to the end of your life and saying, I was busy being busy and I played with my phone a lot, but I never got in the game and lived my primal genius. Oh my God, that is so powerful. I actually read a quote a few years ago that has stuck with me and I I genuinely think about it at least once a day. And it's something along the lines of, imagine reaching the end of your life and coming face to face with the person that you could have been. And I think that has just been a game changer for me. And that quote, if you really think about it, is is all the motivation you really need, I guess, to, to start living this new life and, and to actually start putting yourself first and doing things that are uncomfortable to promote growth and, and, you know, just making you become this person that you could be. It is all about growth. You know, income and impact always follow self-identity. So you have all these people in the world who want to build businesses, build income, build a beautiful lifestyle, have great health, have love. And so many of them are looking in the wrong places to get those things. It all begins with self-mastery and working on yourself. I mean, if you don't have confidence, if you don't believe in your business, believe in your goals, believe in your dream, you're not going to do what's required to go out there. If you don't have – and there's a line in the 5M Club – Energy is more valuable than even your intelligence. I mean, it's not the smartest who wins. It's the one with the most stamina and the most energy. So everything begins with growth. And what I'm really excited about and why I'm on such, so passionate about the 5am club is people often ask me, okay, where do I start? How can I build self-mastery? Because I want the income and impact. And I would just say, if there's one thing that you do, it's join the 5am club and get your morning routine right. And once you've installed the 5M Club, run the 2020-20 formula. It's all science-based and data-based because the first 20 minutes is going to optimize your cognition. In other words, your brain function. It's going to increase your energy. It's going to help you live longer and it's going to make you feel better. And then the second pocket of the 2020-20 formula is going to help you build clarity. Clarity precedes mastery. Clarity of your strengths. Clarity of your weaknesses. Clarity around your high-value targets. Clarity about who you want to be when you walk out into the world so you're not a clone and a copy. You have the power because you're being yourself. And then the final pocket of the 2020-20 formula is growth. You spend 20 minutes working on yourself. Now at 6 a.m., you feel fundamentally different And you walk out in the world, you deliver value, you radiate positivity, you're authentic, you're not 
reactive, you're proactive, and you're building your Mount Everest. So as the days, weeks, and months go by, you're living a life that is not only successful, it's soulful and satisfying. And that's what real winning is about to me. Mm. And you prime your brain every single morning, setting you up every day for for this success in your life, this happiness and this gratitude in your life. And I can honestly say, and I've been doing a morning routine for ages, even before I read your book, um, I've been doing a morning routine. Since reading your book, I have been waking up at five and it has been extraordinarily life-changing. Um, but I, I really do believe that my morning routine that I've done over the past you know, year and a half consistently, it has transformed my life. And I've actually created two courses on that. I've released them last week. And one one of my courses is the confidence course. It's like an eight day transformation program, all about how um, you know my my listeners, my viewers, or my students can reach their optimal confidence and use that to create anything in their life. And then the other one is is the power of a morning routine. And you know I've been doing a morning routine for ages, and and it's the one consistent thing that has actually generated massive change in my life because. When, even if I have a bad day, even if I mess up or I don't do something on my list of things to do, and you know, that doesn't matter because the next day when I wake up, I prime myself again, just like that. I get back into that state and I remember what I'm here to do and I remember what I actually truly want. And I remember that I'm actually very lucky and I am I'm so grateful for the life that I've been given. And, you know, all of these things that, that, so many people just don't have in the forefront of their brain. They can create that every single day with a strong morning routine. The, I, I hear you and we're singing from the same songbook. The 5 a.m. club is the mother of all habits. It's the one habit, your morning routine, getting up at 5 a.m., running the 20-20-20 formula. It is the one habit that will lift every other habit. The Spartan warriors, I, 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 I really love studying the, the great warriors, the Roman warriors, the Spartan warriors. I think we can learn a lot from them. And they used to say, sweat more in training and you'll bleed less in war. And so you take that one hour from five to six that I call the victory hour, and you prepare your mindset, heart set, health set, and soul set. Of course, you're going to feel better in your day. It's not, you know, and, and your listeners who, who haven't tried it, they might disbelieve it. You know, I would say if you want to play your best, you've got to be willing to try something. It just makes sense. You know, the, the world has not been changed by closed-minded people. But it's, it's all science-based and it's database because you take that one hour and you work on your mindset and your, your mindset, your heart set by, let's say, journaling and gratitude and connecting with your values and meditation and prayer. And then you work on your health set by exercising and hydrating and putting in the right nutrition and then working on your soul set. So you connect with that higher mission and that cause. Of course, your days are going to be consistently better. You know, there's, there's a concept in the 5M club called day stacking. And it's simply this. The way you begin, start your day sets up the way your day unfolds consistent, which makes your days better if you've started your day well. Consistently great days become consistently great weeks. Consistently great weeks become consistently great months. Great months become consistently great quarters, which become great years, decades, and a lifetime. So the starting point is getting that first hour of your morning to world class. Yeah, it's the domino effect. It's simply it. You set yourself up for success every morning before the rest of the world is awake. And it's completely life-changing. Well, and it also gives you a psychological advantage. I mean, this morning I did a, I, I did a, a TV show. And so I got up even before five o'clock. And there's just a magic in the air. I, I did a book tour of India uh, last month. And I actually learned this term. It's called Brahma Murthy. And I believe it's a Sanskrit term. And the, the people in India were telling me, he goes, they, they were saying to me, they were saying, oh yeah, the great sages and the great mystics and the great pundits and the great yogis, they understood that between four and six in the morning before the sun comes up, 
is the most magical time of the day. And I said, why? And they said, well, there's a certain magic and vibration in the air. And I said, take me deeper. And they said, well, after you've slept, you wake up and you're mind has been washed and your heart is more pure. So your prayers are even more powerful and reading the books of wisdom has an even deeper impact on your character and your affirmations and your visualizations and your goal setting, your journaling just go so much deeper because you're so much more open. And and you probably agree, Mimi, that, that makes a lot of sense, right? It makes so much sense. And also you're not as distracted at that time because, you know, I don't know, for me, I don't even turn my phone on until like 7.30, 8am. And if you're in that place and you're not distracted because there's this, this stillness and silence in the world and everyone else is asleep and this is just time for you. And there's also beauty in watching the sunrise and, and it's just that stillness. It's the most incredible for for self-reflection meditation and I completely can agree and and I believe what they've said like that that makes so much sense so much sense so I love what you say about in the book about you know making the right decisions and always you know wanting to to starve your weaker side and and what is it the quote that you say I actually have it written down here each time yeah it's a starve the starve the a, a bad day for the ego is a great day for the soul. Yeah, I have written down here. Each time you vote for your superior su- superior self, you starve your weaker side and you feed your inherent power. I love that same kind of thing. But my question for you, Robin, is how does one remember this powerful thought in moments of weakness? Because obviously, you know, when you're really motivated and you're on on the ball and you really want to improve your life, like it's really easy to make these these good choices. But what if somebody is feeling very weak in the moment? How do they ensure that they actually make the right decision? If you want to be a great violinist, you practice. If you want to be Kobe Bryant, as he was when he was an NBA superstar, he outpracticed everyone. You want to be a great chef, like uh, one of the world's top restaurants, 11 Madison Park, it's all about practice. Well, if you want to build intimacy with your most powerful self, you don't just wake up one day and it happens. It's about practice. See, one of the great seductions is powerful people, happy people, successful people, geniuses were born into their greatness. The backstory of all greatness is daily practice. So how do you stay strong on a bad day? How do you deal with tragedy when when your whole life is falling apart? It gets back to, surprise, surprise, the 5 a.m. club and your morning practice, and your daily ritual. Because if every morning from five to six, you're working on your mindset, your heart set, your health set, and your soul set, you're going to build an incredible relationship with your inner warrior. You know, there's a line in the book, there are no extra people on the planet. I viscerally believe, Mimi, that every single person alive today can be world-class at something. Every single one of your listeners has love inside of them. They have light inside of them. They have gifts inside of them. They have talents inside of them. And they have true power versus fake power. The sad thing is most people have lost their relationship with that most glorious self. And the power is to get up at five and start doing the work. It's The 5 a.m. club method isn't magic. If you practice every day, you're going to get better. And what I'm suggesting your listeners do is remember that the starting point of success and income and a beautiful life and happiness and health starts with building that relationship with your greatest self. And that the best time to do it is before the sun comes up. Mm. So there are probably so many people listening right now that truly want to change their lives and they're listening to you speak right now and they're really pumped up. And the fact of the matter is like, I feel like most people that feel this way listening to this podcast right now, in a few days, they might forget about it. And after a few mornings of trying to wake up at 5am, they're probably going to give up. 
And that's just because of, you know, society today, we, we tend to give up easier and we forget with distraction like we were talking about before. How can we ensure that this doesn't happen? How can we ensure that everybody feeling really pumped up and motivated and inspired right now, how do we make sure that they keep this up and they fight through every single step of the way in this new 66-day habit? And how do they actually start implementing this? So let's get in. Great question. Let's get into tactics. Uh, the first thing is there's great power in a public declaration. I would say to all of your listeners, go on to social media and say, I'm going to do this 66 day challenge and I'm going to get up every day at 5 a.m. and I'm going to check in with you and tell you how it's going. And I'm not going, I'm not going to be weak and I'm not going to be uncommitted and I'm going to do it for 66 days. You know, that there's great power in a public declaration and positive pressure. The second thing I would say is we know from all sorts of self-help groups like Alcoholics Anonymous, for example, one of the most powerful self-help groups in the world, that if you do something in a group, the stickiness in the habit grows dramatically. So I would encourage your listeners, start forming 5 a.m. clubs across the world where you get together with three other people or four other people who want to start this morning routine and they want to run the 2020-20 formula and do it as a team. So that, you know, 5 a.m., your friends are waiting for you and then do the 2020-20 formula together. Third tactic, we know from a health club, you go into a health club, often there's a log. So we know University College of London says 66 days of daily practice on getting up, uh, of doing any habit, you're going to get to a point called automaticity. It'll be easier to do it than not to do it. So it's just getting through those 66 days. So create a log for yourself, day one, day two, day three. And every time you do get up at 5 a.m., you do a little check mark. It might not sound like it works, but habit researchers call it a pre-commitment strategy. This is one way to install a habit. So those are a few very practical tactics. And also, at the end of the 5 a.m. club is a, 66, a free 66-day program where I send uh, the readers videos, morning meditations, inspiration, homework, because I do want people to go through the 66-day habit installation process after they've read the book, because I want people to lock in the 5 a.m. club habit as a lifetime method. Mm. Okay. So a bunch of people right now are probably like, all right, this is my new life. I'm doing it. I'm going to buy Robin's book. I'm going to get all this done. And then they have their friends or so-called friends criticizing them. Mm -hmm. I love what you say about critics and cynics and the people that don't support your growth and try to kind of tear you down, even if it's on a small level. Uh, you know, it's really hard to make these positive changes in your life if you're always surrounded by people who just judge and criticize you. So what do you have to say about that? I have a lot to say about that, you know, but <laughs> simply said, I'd say uh, you can live a world-class life or you can surround yourself with toxic people, you don't get to do both. Mm. Uh, there, there's a model in the book that has been really helpful to people and it's called Joy is a GPS. And there's three elements that, that are profoundly powerful. And one of them is asking yourself, who are the people in my life that fuel my joy? And keep those people in your life. And then doing the dangerous and brilliant move of asking yourself this question, who are the people in my life that deplete my joy? The energy vampires, the dream stealers, and the naysayers. And I've done this with a lot of my top clients. The moment you start having the courage, wisdom, and discipline of deleting the energy suckers out of your life, as hard as it is, your life, if there's only one move, your life starts to transform with that one move. Hmm. What about if they're family? What if it's someone that you can't really just cut out of your life? Well, I would say we actually have a lot more power than we think we have. You, you actually can delete anyone from your life. Now, you can say, and I hear this a lot. Well, it's my mom, it's my husband, it's my boyfriend, it's my girlfriend. Well, you can take your power back, I say to people. You can delete them. Or you can see them once a month. You don't have to talk to them every day. 
or you can see them once a week. You know, you can have selective association. But I mean, the larger point is we think we, 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 a lot of people are operating under the psychology of can't versus the mentality of can. See, victims say can't. I can't delete this. I can't get up at 5 a.m. I, Mooney, it's easy for you. You have your own business. Oh, Mooney, it's, it's easy. Robin, it's easy for you. No. We all have power. The number one way to think we don't have any power is to give it away every day. And the way you become more powerful is you start to take it back. You start to say, I can, I can get up at 5 a.m. I can have the right people around me. I can hydrate. I can exercise. I can get into the gym. I can read. I can start to journal. I can stay with a habit for 66 days. I can have more prosperity if I give more value to people. I can live a world-class life. I can become the hero of my own lifetime if I learn how to do it. That's what heroes do versus what victims do. Hundred mm, percent. Why do people feel the need to criticize, though? Why? Like, why can't they just mind their own business? Because a critic is a dreamer who got scared and never got up again. See, we all had dreams. We all our 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 natural nature is love. Our, nat- our true nature is to support and encourage. We're tribal. But what happens is we, when we're young, we dream and we reach. You know, we might ask someone out on a date. We might try a new business. We might try a new skill. And we stumble. And rather than understanding that stumbling and failure is the price of greatness and that world class is a process, not an event, we get hurt and so we close. And then we get hurt again and we close more. And we lose a love and we get heartbroken, we close even more to love. And we start a business or we try a new project at work and it doesn't work or people mock us because everyone's going to mock a great idea. That's because it's a great idea. It scares people. And we close rather than stay open. And as we journey Through life, life knocks us down and we get really hardened and bitter versus open, loving, ambitious, and dreaming. And then what we do is through our bitterness, we see someone modeling possibility. We see someone living a great life, doing amazing things in business or in their creative lives. And that actually activates a very painful, scared part of us. And rather than going into that pain and wounding, feeling through it so we heal, it's much easier to throw rocks at those people doing great things. And the final thing I'd simply say on that is, you know you're doing something awesome in the world when people start to throw rocks at you. And what you want to do is you want to take those rocks and make them and mold them into monuments of mastery that uplift all of humanity. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. It, it's you need to remind yourself that, like, if you know, in my life personally, I I feel like when I see comments or reviews or like something online that is slightly negative about me, saying, "Oh, like you didn't work hard enough. You've just been given everything," and which is that that is definitely not the case, you know. <laughs> and a lot of people seem to think that that I, you know, was born into money or whatnot, because I was, I don't know if you know this, but I used to be on this TV show in London called Made in Chelsea. And it's all about, you know, um, this group of friends and it's a reality show, but, you know, they kind of made it seem like I had come from money because Chelsea is a place that is quite wealthy in London. And it's funny because I, I didn't, my parents are artists and I never grew up with wealth whatsoever. You know, I remember struggling as, as, you know, a kid and I couldn't do certain things because of money. And it's so frustrating to me when I get comments from people saying like, Oh, you haven't worked for what you had or, Oh, like it's easy for you to say, and Oh, it's easy for you to wake up at 5am. Cause you've just, you know, I wonder what it's like living a life like yours, like all this pity And it's so frustrating. But the one thing that makes it, you know, not really affect me is just remembering that these people are just unhappy within themselves. And that's why they feel the need to criticize because in the moment, it makes them feel better about their own life situation. In the moment, it makes them feel like it's okay to be where they are because they just weren't lucky. 
You know, me, first of all, I appreciate learning more of your backstory and, you know, congratulations. And I celebrate your journey and everything that you've done. And I, I would absolutely affirm what you're saying. Someone in a really good place doesn't hurt other people. People in pain are the ones who do painful things. People who are happy, joyful, living their dreams, uplift other people. And, you know, my backstory, I mean, the 5M Club is going number one around the world right now. And for anyone who thinks I've had it easy, I want to share a little bit, if I may, a little bit about where mm-hmm. I come from. Um, my first book was self-published in a Kinko's copy shop. My mother was my editor. My father, who is 82 years old, uh, helped me sell it at Rotary Clubs and Qantas Clubs one book at a time. I was discovered in by the former president of HarperCollins when I was in a bookstore, uh, you, know, you know, chapters, a chapters bookstore where there were three copies on the shelf. And, and as a self-published author, I was signing those copies. So you don't get lucky, you make lucky. You don't get lucky, you make lucky. And if you look at anyone, whether it's a Mimi Bouchard, whether it's a a Jay-Z, a a Kanye, a Beyonce, a Rihanna, a great chef, a Mother Teresa, a Jane Goodall, a Nelson Mandela, every one of those people are testimonies to ordinary people doing the right things, installing the right habits, reading the right books, surrounding themselves with the right people, and even using tragedy to make them stronger. And you're right. It's easy for someone to say, you had it easy. Oh, I, that's just making excuses. And I would love and respect to all of your readers from around the world. I'd say you can make excuses and find reasons not to live your glory, not to install the right habits, not to live a beautiful life. You, you can find all these reasons not to do things, or you can get in the game. And I'm not going to say it's easy, but world cl- if world class was easy, everyone would do it. But getting in the game and doing the things we've talked about is the best way to spend the rest of your life. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's this one thing you say in your book, and it's so simple, yet so powerful. And it's the secret to success is simply forming the habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. And ever since I've read that, I it's it's so simple. And like, we know it deep down. But it just, it, it really just makes it so clear on what you need to do to start living your extraordinary successful life. And it's just doing what failures don't like to do. It's about waking up very early, 5 a.m., and and priming your brain every morning and and just changing your life and, and having enough balls to do that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and there are so many things, you know, that that the leaders do versus the victims. For example, victims love entertainment, leaders love education. Victims love to criticize. Leaders love to uplift. Uh, the, the victim is busy being busy. The hero is monomaniacally focused on the few things that count. The victim says can't. The hero says can't. So, you know, a, a great way to do this is look at what's, what most people are doing and go the opposite because most people are just not happy. Most people are discouraged. Most people don't, don't have a lot of prosperity. Most people are struggling and they're stuck. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, if you look at the great women and men of the world, you're absolutely right. They did the things that most people were unwilling to do. And here's the key. It's not because they enjoy doing them. They just understood this is how you get to a great life. Mm-hmm. They invest in their future. I feel like having an investor's mentality towards life is just the way to any kind of success. It's like, you know, we could even bring it back to the 5 a.m. example. You're investing your morning to create your dream life. And and that goes back to just putting the work in now and reaping the benefits later. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah, you know, and I'm one of the reasons I was so excited to you, excited to, to, to be on this show is you influence and impact a lot of young people. And 
if there is one thing that someone can do, I mean, if I have two children. I've got a 25-year-old son and a 23-year-old daughter who are amazing human beings. And if they asked me for one piece of advice, I would say, get up at 5 a.m., spend an hour working on yourself because as you've experienced, it's a total game changer. Even just, you know, starting your morning with intense exercise, what it does for your income, your impact, your creativity, your productivity, your happiness. I mean, we can talk about it, but once your listeners start to experience it, it creates this upward spiral of success where then you say, you know what, I'm going to ask for more and I'm going to risk more and I'm going to dream more and I'm going to read more and I'm going to grow more and I'm going to be better in my craft and I'm going to be better in my relationships. And it's this upward spiral of success that begins just by joining the 5am club and winning the battle of the bed and putting mind over mattress. Mm, I absolutely love that. Well, Robin, this podcast has been incredible. I'm going to re-listen to it a thousand times. I love it. (laughs) Your work truly has changed my life. It's changed so many people's lives. And I really just can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast and and for you know influencing all, all of the people that that listen to this and I'm so excited to expose your work to as many people as I can because I truly believe in it and I have seen the change in my life and I think you know like you said a lot of my audience they're young people they're 16 to 30 year olds and they this is the time this is the time where People need to hear this. People need to really integrate these habits into their life because if you start young, like you don't even know where you're going to be in X amount of years. It's it's so important. And working on myself has completely changed every area of my life. And that's why I like to promote all of this goodness. And yeah, I just want to say thank you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart for coming on. I'm so so grateful. And I'm so happy that we actually got to, to meet. And uh, yeah, I, I thank you. It's, it's been a real pleasure. And I want to thank you for um, all the work that you're doing and all the people that you're authentically inspiring and elevating. And you've been a great uh, supporter of the 5am club book. I, I've seen you on Instagram sharing the message of the book. For anyone who wants the book, it's in, it's rolling out in bookstores around the world right now, or they can go right to amazon.com to get a copy. It's also in uh, audiobook format on Audible. And I'm really excited to share two, two final things. First of all, at the end of the 5am club book is this 66 day program where I send people videos. There's no charge. It's a digital mentoring program to help people get through the 66 day habit installation pro- protocol so that the 5am club method stays as a lifetime habit. And finally, a portion of my royalties on the 5M Club goes to help children suffering from leprosy. This is for another conversation, but my dad shared with me, it's it's a tragic disease and there are a lot of kids suffering from it. So a portion of the 5M Club royalties uh, is going to help those kids so that when your listeners invest in the 5M Club, they're also helping someone who's really in need. Wow, that's incredible. I didn't even know that. Well, thank you so much. Is, is there anywhere else? Because you actually, don't you have a charity or a foundation? Is there any way that people could could check that out and maybe donate? Yeah, thanks for asking. It's uh, the Robin Sharma Foundation for Children. There's two things I'm focusing on, childhood poverty and childhood leprosy. And information is on my website, robinsharma.com. And I'm on Instagram, YouTube, et cetera. So people can find me on those platforms as well. Incredible. Thank you so much. Great movie.